Good morning, good morning, good morning. Lucky to see all of you. I want to welcome myself back to church. I've been away for two months, um, and of the two months, one month was lockdown, and, and two, three weeks was being quarantined. And it's great to be back. This morning, as I when I woke up, um, I was reminded that to do church this morning involved more than 30, 30 people, from doing rosters, communication on the on the neck, on, on, on the foot track or set up here, the AV, the sound, the worship team, and I'm privileged to be part of a family like this. So I just want to say thank you for everyone, whether you are at the front doing the scanning, whatever you do, thank you for what you've done. Um, it's great to be part of a church that work together where there's no I and team, we're all together serving him. This morning, maybe let's, let's close our eyes. Father, this morning, I just surrender this to you. Thank you that you can, you can use someone like me to share your word. I thank you that your word will do the work this morning. I thank you, Father. I believe you are able. I believe you are good. I believe you are with us now. Father, no mountain is too great for you. Thank you that we can, Father, know this morning that you supply all our needs. Thank you, Father, that you are our provider. Father, this morning, we want us to open our hearts to receive from you. Father, you do the work this morning. We cannot do this on our own. So, Father, we look up to you. We say thank you. Thank you that you've given us the Holy Spirit and your word to do life. I pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. I feel like Andrew with my MacBook. Um, so, um, I, yeah, bear with me. Good morning, church. Family. I want to say church first, but then we're not church. We are a family. And from the first day I walked in here, that was the, the vibe, family. Um, so church, we're not church. We are a one big family serving him. So my heart today is that God will take control and do something in your hearts. I've been doing studying. I've been studying the word for a long time on this topic. And there's so many scriptures on the topic that I want to discuss with you today. Today, I want the, re the roles to be re in reverse, where God is the potter, and we become the clay again. And anything in our life where we have taken control, or where we've taken the job as a potter, that we will just surrender and give back to him to be the potter, as we can become the clay in his hand again. So I wanted you to, 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 to think back of the time when you gave your heart to the Lord. It was, it was a decision. There was butterflies. But it was the right thing that you did. Remember the posture. You were humbled. You were just overwhelmed by this, this moment where God is just moving in you. You're like, God, please, I repent. You take control of my life. 
And I want us to, to, to go back to there where, where we have given our heart to him. And, and remember those days where those first weeks, months, where we seek him. We knock and he opens. We worship him in a different way. We read his word in a different way. And the song this morning reminds me of, can we say, my savior, my closest friend. I want God to make us quiet this morning, to be still, to be vulnerable, so that he can transform us and to mold us to the way he would like us to be, to be more like him. I want us to walk away today to know that he has created us to be influencers, not to be influenced by this world. We need to advance the kingdom. We are here to make disciples. We are not here to go in isolation. We are not here in a time where it's so easy to be consumed with self. God has been faithful, like Brian said this morning. We must be faithful to complete what he has started. This we want despite COVID. Let's look ahead and not be stuck where we are today. What if this is the new normal? Praise God, we have the privilege to meet today. And in this way, nothing is impossible for God to work through us. I pray that today is not a day of just more information. My heart is that God's word will bring transformation in our lives, and I speak to myself today as well. So bear with me if I do share a bit more scriptures today. But this is how it helped me in real hard times. And this year has been a great year for me. But there was times last year where I had really, really, I can testify today, if it wasn't for God and His Word, it would have been different. And I just praise God for how faithful he's been in my life. We sometimes want a crystal ball. Especially if we look at back at the last 18 months. What does the future look like? But today, there is certainty. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He's not changing. And that is something to celebrate. And I'm excited and just so, so comforted by, by those words. The next verse in that scripture, Hebrews 13, reads, So do not be attracted by strange and new ideas. So today, in this auditorium, we have people with masks on. Behind those masks... There's people that go through stuff. There's people that has never given their heart to the Lord, maybe. There's people that are dealing with serious offenses. There's people that are dealing with unforgiveness. There's people that are not sure whether their marriage will last. There's people that are going through abuse. There's people that have addictions. 
There are people here this morning that receive a huge bonus, but not sure whether they must tithe on that as well. There's people here this morning that love the Lord and wants to grow further in loving Him. There's people here this morning that are doing exceptionally well, but don't know how to be bold and courageous for our King. This is who we are today in this room. We're not perfect. We're sinners. And we are called by the Lord to be vulnerable and to be open for Him to deal with all this stuff that the world has bring upon us and to know that He is the answer to all these things that we battle with. God is saying, no matter who you are this morning, I love you. I love you. He's saying, choose me. I'm the potter. I know what I want to design. I know. Be still and know that I'm God. I love you. So if, if I have to give a topic for this morning, it will be, I'm the potter. Are you willing to be the clay again? I'm ready. I'm prepared. I'm God. I've never changed. I'm the same. Are you prepared to become the clay again? The scripture I want to use this morning to just use as my foundation scripture is Proverbs 4, verse 23. Guard your heart. Above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Also tells us, for the, it affects everything you do. Another version, for everything you do flows from it. Or for out of it spring the issues of life. I read this chapter to my children about a week back or two weeks back. And many times in Proverbs you can use single scriptures and great words of wisdom but this scripture i want to to dig a bit deeper and show you context to this scripture where it tells us to guard our heart above all else and i want to read this with you so from verse 20 is the paragraph my child pay attention to what i say listen carefully to my words don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart, for they bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Avoid all perverse talk. Stay away from corrupt speech. Look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. Before us, not behind us. Make out a straight path for your feet. Stay on the safe path. Don't get sidetracked. Keep your feet from following evil. So, before we can go into guarding your heart, I think it's just maybe important to clarify what I refer to when I talk about heart. And heart is not, the heart by itself is a pump and nothing more. 
Um, recently, I said goodbye to one of my clients. She went back, uh, immigrated to UK, and she showed to me her husband ashes. The bag, this size, and that was the body. Nothing but that. So from dust we come, dust we go. If I look at our hearts, I'm referring, to it, it could be referred to as the emotional center where love and feelings dwell. But if we look at the Hebrew version or Hebrew explanation of heart, it's a center of everything. It includes understanding, wisdom, um, in the mind, soul, emotions. That is the Hebrew, heart, the Hebrew explanation of heart. So heart and soul are two different words, but they both represent the inner, immaterial part of a man separate to the body. So if I give my heart today to Richard, Richard won't be necessarily the guy jumping up and around when he enters a room. That, that doesn't go um, be, be, are transplanted when, when hearts are transplanted. It's what's inside that heart. And if we look at the spiritual heart, the thoughts, the mind, the will, emotions, everything is intertwined of who you are as a human being. So the soul is the breath of life which God has breathed into our lives, in, in, into existence. Our mind again, the faculty of understanding, the ability to reason and to imagine and to think. Our strength is the ability the force or the power to love God, to choose to love God or to choose whatever we, we do. So the good news is looking at God, your hearts, what exactly am I referring to if I talk about our hearts? God is saying, God, your hearts. But he's, nowhere in the Bible does he tell us that he, we have to do it in our own strength. He is our helper in that as well. He is the one helping us to guard our hearts through filtering our emotions, our desires, and responses through His Word. The question is, do we have His Word inside our hearts to refer to or to default to if this situation presents itself? God is the watchman. And he's given us his scripture as sword. And how we um, do life or how we go through stuff or issues is how do we use the word and not go back to what the world says or the opinions of the world. I want to read to you Philippians 4 verse 6. A scripture that we all know but a very powerful scripture. Do not be anxious about anything. And we've had many reasons in the last two months to be anxious about many things. But God is saying, do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all, all understanding. So it is difficult for us to understand this, but God is saying it will surpass us all our understanding, will guard our hearts 
and your minds in Christ Jesus. Often, we find ourselves or we tell our children to follow your heart. We are not to follow your heart. We are to instruct our hearts. We are to train our hearts. Hearts, thoughts, mind, we all have, we're on the same page with, with my terminology, hearts. We are not to follow our hearts. We are to train and to instruct our hearts with the word of God. So going back to Proverbs 4, if God's saying, guard your heart, we can also say that we're potentially in combat zone. There's someone out there that's only there to come and kill, steal, and destroy. There's a scripture in 1 Peter 5, 8 that says, Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Today I might be fine, but tomorrow I might not be. What's the word inside of me to defend the arrows of the enemy? If we take a spring as a source of, of water, if there's poison somewhere being thrown to the, to the spring, everything else will die down the spring. Exactly the same with our heart. If our hearts are not filled with his word, our whole life is impacted by that. It's our family, it's our friends, it's our career, it's the legacy that you leave. Our hearts is a key, is the key for our, us to have a life where God will say, good and faithful servant. Thank you. Enter the house of the Lord. So, guarding our hearts, we have to guard it from anything that's going to pull us away from the will and the way of God. Because that will lead to death. Um, and... I, I've read the scripture, Mark 7, and it was, it's just confirming once again and helping us to know who we are and what challenges we face. Mark 7 verse 6, Jesus replied, you hypocrites, Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you, for he wrote, these people honor me with their lips. But their hearts are far from me. Verse 14. Then Jesus called the crowd to come and hear. All of you listen, he said, and try to understand. It's not what goes into your body that defiles you. You're defiled by what comes from your heart. Then he went away with his disciples, and his disciples asked the same question. He had to explain to me again what it means with what comes out of your what comes out of your heart that defiles you. And he then said towards the end, and then he added, It's what comes from inside that defiles you. For from within, out of a person's heart come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, immorality, theft, murder. Adultery, greed, wickedness, deceit, lustful desires, envy, slander, pride, and foolishness. All these vile things come from within. They are what defile you. 
Andrew Sally posted something on Facebook earlier this week, and it's such a good summary of what we just read in Mark. Now, what we've just read is not something that could be a maybe. This is what the heart is if it's not filled with the right stuff. All these things, it will be in your heart. Not because you want, want to have it there, because we live in a world that doesn't serve our king. And we are called to be different. We are called to be the influencers. Not for the world to influence us, but God warned us, say, your heart will be full of this. Andrew, I want to read, I want to read this, what Andrew posted. I unfortunately can't show it on the screen. Um, and he, he said, the mouth or Facebook page speaks what the heart is full of. Luke 6.45. Here's a helpful reality check for our own hearts. Scroll through your own Facebook page. For those without one, don't have to have one. Just go back to the conversations you had with people or the thoughts that you've had. Scroll through your own Facebook page over the last season to see what thing has claimed ownership of your heart. If the majority of your posts have, be, have to do with COVID or vaccines, race issues, crime issues, government issues, then be assured that the issue has moved Christ off the throne of your heart and has become adulterous to you. It happened to me recently where this crime and this vandalism was just had a real impact on me. And I said to Brian, Brian, we should stop talking about this. We should start praying about this. Because it was bad and it's just ridiculous what happened. But I've learned in life never to judge a person if I haven't been in that position myself. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. What we hear here today is, where's your heart? Where's your conversations? Now, if this becomes the thing that consume you, just, just hear Andrew's warning to us. The fruit of your idol will be anger and frustration at those who don't agree and bow down with you, as if you are the one that knows it all. And your opinion maybe is better than the other opinion. It's, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. God says to us, tell us, don't look back. Look ahead. He said, I'm the same. You have a guarantee. You have a crystal ball. I have given you eternal life. Your life here is not permanent. Let's do something today that will help us to get to eternity in a better way. He continued to say, disappointment and rejection of people who don't fit your narrative. So these are consequences because you've decided to have an opinion on something that's not really that important. And there's nothing that you can do about it but just talking. So because of the choice to participate and allow this to entertain you, you're causing anger, frustration, disappointment, rejection, and it's a choice. He continued to say, pride revealed in the belief that you have superior knowledge and that others are blinded or plain stupid. Let's make Christ the center. I love what Andrew did when he said, guys, the vaccine, I can't find in scripture today where it tells me either to do it or not to do it. You be at peace with it and you do what you believe is right. What I've learned from that is, he's not, I know it all. And when I walked into this church, 
Richard was not the I know it all. Guys, let's make sure we keep each other accountable on this journey because I am only human being. I read the word this morning and I have an interpretation. It's our responsibility to make sure that we always stay aligned with what God says. And it's, it's good to meet together, to have community, to have coffees or whatever it might be, to say, what did you hear from the Lord? And I've seen so many times the last few months where our prayer meetings Friday morning, where it's so aligned with the message of the Sunday, or so aligned with what, we, with what we've heard from the Lord. That's very encouraging. So God is alive today. His word is still powerful today. So, big warning there from, from Andrew, our lead elder. Carl, our good psychologist, will tell us, so a thought reap an action. So an action read, reap a habit. You sow a habit, you reap a character. If you sow your character, you'll reap your destiny. It all starts with the thought. And unfortunately, COVID has caused us, some of us, including myself, a few bad habits have developed. This has been going on for 18 months or for 15 months. A habit is formed within 60 days. Uh, you, you turn away from a bad habit within 30 days. So we all have to just do a check again to say, where are we in terms of our alignment with God and His Word? Here's two scriptures that I want to read. 2 Corinthians 10 verse 5. And how a man thinks in his heart, so easy. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. And I've challenged myself during our holidays. Skulk, there's too much stuff coming out of your heart that's not aligned with what God says in terms of what we go through with the, the lockdown and, and all the crime. So just read with me what God did with a nation that had evil thoughts and corrupt hearts. Let's go to Genesis 6, verse 5 and 6. Now the Lord saw how great the wickedness of the human race had become on earth, and that every inclination of the thoughts of the human heart was only evil all the time. The Lord regretted, another version was sad, that he had made the human beings on earth. And his heart was deeply troubled. God said, the thoughts of their heart are so evil, I'm going to destroy them. And he sent the flood because of all of the thoughts of men's hearts. So Noah's story, beautiful story. But why did he do that? He couldn't fix the state of their hearts and their thoughts. Isn't that a huge red flag or check for us? Say, where's your heart? Where's my heart? Where's my thoughts? Am I being accountable to someone so that if I have wrong thoughts and opinions that my friend can tell me, Scott, get in line. You're moving towards the Noah time. Go back to what God says. Here is another scripture that I'm going to share with you is from Jeremiah 17. 
before I read this, our hearts, we have to understand and believe it, given all the scriptures, that our hearts are bent to evil. Our hearts are desperately sick without the input of God's word. Jeremiah 17 reads, this is what the Lord says. Cursed are those who put their trust in mere humans, who rely on human strength and turn their hearts away from the Lord. The human heart is the most deceitful of all things and desperately wicked. Who really knows how bad it is? But I, the Lord, search all hearts and examine secret motives. I give all people their dear rewards according to what their actions deserve. So the heart of the human problem is the heart of the human. That is the problem. And we still face that today. I think if they had it bad in Noah's days, I want to take it today and say, in my opinion, we have it even worse. With being in an, in an age where there's an information overload. And you believe it's accurate and correct and you trust the person because we're people that easily trust people sometimes. And that's not what God's saying. Um, so, in one way, God is saying to us, life is going to be over here. And often, we find that we are on this side. God is saying, no, 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 my way. I have a plan for your life. I want to be the potter. I want to mold you and form you to become more like me. So that you can influence this nation, this country, this world. There's scripture in Proverbs 14, 12 that reads, There's a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. 1 Corinthians 15, 33, Bad company corrupts good character. Proverbs 13, 20, Walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get in trouble. We have to be careful of what we fill our hearts. And it might seem as impossible, but your Instagram, your YouTube, your Facebook, your neighbor's opinion doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. God is saying to us, I have given you this. And today in 2021, I love this book. This has given me so much hope in a life where sometimes, often, I feel, God, what is the point? Where are you? I don't see you enough. It's not because God is gone. It's just the world we live in. So who do we spend time with? Where's our playground? We, how do we form our opinions? What kind of things do we meditate on? Thank God we cannot have two thoughts at the same time. That would have been a disaster. 
even women, you can't do it either. I know you can do multitasking, but you can't have two thoughts. So, it just, we just have to, to just accept morning that we have a million thoughts going through us every day. The question is, the filters we use, our eyes and our ears, what do we choose to block or what do we choose to spend more time on, meditate on? So here's, again, instruction from God's word, Philippians 4.8. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing, fix your thoughts. Fix your thoughts on what is true, honorable, right, pure, lovely, admirable. Think about these things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Dwell on these things or it will cause you trouble. Another great scripture that is helping us in times like this on what we should choose to focus our thoughts on. To, to focus our, our thoughts on, our minds, our hearts. God is helping us. There's another scripture that we have discussed many times this year or shared this year. And I, it has happened to me in the past where a scripture will be shared and I'll be like, I know that one. But let's just once again go back to the scripture and try to take something here and say, God, Please help me with this and help me that this will be the scripture that I use before I do anything in this world. Romans 12 verse 2. Don't copy the behavior. Don't conform to the behavior and customs of this world. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing, and perfect. During times like COVID, it's not after COVID, even now we have this. God is giving it today, and His Word is true every day. So, meditate in His Word day and night, and you'll have good success, Joshua 1.8. So, our hearts must be trained and can't be followed. I've shared this earlier. So whatever is pulling you away from God's word, whatever is pulling you away is, is that thing where you say, but I spend too much time on this. And my opinions are formed these days because of stuff that I read else, anywhere else but in, in God's word. And it might seem as if I say today that this book is the only answer. But I've made the mistake a few years back to read many books. And a good friend of mine, Yaku, said, Skulk, I said, Yaku, what are you reading at the moment? The Skulk, I'm reading the Bible. I was like, hmm, okay. It's good. I didn't, I didn't really understand what he meant. It's quite a few years back. And today, the last two years, I've really made it a discipline, a habit, to when I wake up in the morning, to spend time in God's word. I've even had to, to, to do an accountability group just to help myself to create a discipline that I'll not move from. There's people this morning here that might not have spent time with God in his word for the last week or two weeks or month. You pray, you pray on the way to work, but that is not building a relationship. Kim, you said this morning, I'm here this morning to build relationships. If we worship this morning, our 
Christ, my Savior, my closest friend. Our friend has given us this and say, I want to be close to you. I want to help you to understand this. Let's turn back to, to this. And then any, everything else is the world. And this is God and God's instruction to us. In Psalm 119, how can a young person stay pure? By obeying your word. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. So our hearts is a garden and what, what do we sow into it? Joshua, John 15 verse 4. Get your life from me and I will live in you. No branch can give fruit by itself. It has to get life from the vine. You are able to give fruit only when you have life from me. I am the vine and you are the branches. Similar to potter and clay. Get your life from me and I will live in you and you will give much fruit. You can do nothing without me. If anyone does not get his life from me, he is cut off like a branch and dries up. Such branches are gathered and thrown into the fire and they are burned. If you get your life from me and my words live in you, ask whatever you want. It will be done for you. When you give much fruit, my father is honored. This shows you are my followers. Thank you, Father, for the scripture. Thank you that we choose this morning that you are the one that we branch on. We are the clay. We are not in control here. And thank you that you've helped us this morning to give us such a clear scripture. What will happen to our life if we just tap into to you. So I want to just share five people in the Bible. David, a heart that was after God. And God used him in a mighty way. Zacchaeus had a burning desire to see Jesus. And he responded immediately. Responded immediately when Jesus called him. Caleb, wow. Caleb saw the promised land. His friends never entered the promised land. But he followed God wholeheartedly. He trusted God. And God, go and look for me. Samuel listened and obeyed to the Lord. And as a result, was used by God as a prophet and judged over the people of Israel. Daniel's heart was so committed to God that God felt free to reveal secrets to him. So, in summary, God your heart does not mean to protect yourself from getting hurt at all costs. God your heart means protect your heart from sin at all cost. God your heart means you'll be nourishing the new nature and starving the old nature. So your behavior will become more righteous. I want to invite you this morning where you acknowledge that your heart 
is not necessarily where your heart was the day when you gave your heart to the Lord. That excitement, that zeal. And that there's stuff in your heart that's not right. I did say to you, no matter where your heart is, God has not changed. And he's saying, I love you. We want to become more like him. We want to help other people to become more like him. We want to be the light in this world. We want to be a church, a city on a hill that draw people to the way we live life because we're excited about something that they don't know yet. We have an unfair advantage to love because we have received God's word and it's powerful and a two-edged sword. It can change things. So I want to ask um, Albert to, to come up maybe and I want to read the scripture and ask all of you just spend time with God for a few moments and just hear once again the last promise that he's giving us, another promise that he's giving us. In John seven thirty seven. Jesus stood up and cried out, if Anyone thirst, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. My prayer this morning is as you've heard the word of God, that the, the intention was not to bring any condemnation but just to show us how vulnerable we are and how we need God and how we need his word in times like this.